This is Chicago's College Tailgate. Tailgate. Shay Norman and Tyler Atkins. Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. Welcome into Chicago's College Tailgate, your weekly recap podcast. Breaking down week 10 with you here, Tyler Rocky, Shane Norling. It's all brought to you by Twin Peaks. We also talk college football with you every single Saturday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. on ESPN 1000. Shay, we had another great weekend of college football. This was one of those weekends, too, where we, there was a lot of hype leading into it, a lot of big games on the slate, and it felt like all the momentum was kind of there. But before we get into that... It, can we do a little little college basketball sidebar here because this I'd is a not. collegiate show? Um, your I would Spartans, prefer to your not thoughts. do this. I oh my not, goodness, what happened I yesterday actually, at the Brez? I would like to not do this. I would uh, like to recuse myself from well, the conversation. Well, you know what? This has become a hostage situation. You're going to have to answer the questions now. Um, what the hell happened last night in East Lansing, my friend? You know, I watched a lot of that game, uh, read the entire thing, and... I can't. It's mega overreaction to one game. You can fix all of this if you go beat Duke at the United Center next week on Tuesday. But I can't help but feel like this is 2016 all over again, where you bring in Miles Bridges and you've got some seniors that you just play too fucking much. And it's the same goddamn Tom Izzo team. How many fucking half-court trips are you going to make me watch where it's three dribble handoffs that everybody knows is coming to get a guy ISO'd to the same fucking spot on the floor with no fucking space every year? How many fucking times I got to watch these guys get to the free throw line look like they've never attempted a free throw? The free throw shooting was a giant problem. The three-point shooting. Every year. And then it's always the three-point variance. What, one of 18? One of 20. In the Going into overtime, I think one of 18. And you talk about, oh, this is an experienced team, and I've got this really talented freshman class, but this is an experienced team. We brought all these guys back. Tell you what, Tyson Walker can play. Keep him in. He was the only guy in uh, upperclassmen who had any effort last night. Did he have 30, over 30 points yesterday? I think so. Yeah. He can stay in. Good. A.J. Hogard, get the fuck off the team. Enough. <laughs> Kid's 23 years old. And he's probably making money now, so I don't care if I'm trashing him. Fuck him. He's the most inconsistent player I've watched wear that uniform. Maybe in my life. And I've watched seven-foot white guys who had no business playing D1 basketball. Can't think of the fucking guy's name back in 2013. Ruined a trip to the Final Four. This fucking team, man, it's the only joy I was supposed to have in sports. That's it. (laughs) All of my sports teams blow. All of them. Michigan State basketball was the one little fucking treat. The one, it's, it's at the bottom of a Halloween bag of peppermint patties. There's a Kit Kat. And this was my Kit Kat. This was my little surprise fry in an onion ring order, or vice versa. And they went and fucking pissed on it. You understand I'm watching this game? I don't want to watch Michigan State James Madison on a fucking Monday night. There's a football game on. I don't want to have to give energy to this. But I'm excited about the team. 
Tyson Walker's coming back. Malik Hall's back. We got these awesome freshmen. The best freshman class Izzo's ever gotten. Come car. I'm hyped. I'm in. I'm ready to sit down. I'm ready to enjoy Spartan basketball. Get some pleasure out of being a sports fan for once. And they fucking shit on it. Again. Dude, like, here's the thing, though. Like, at least. And at least it's November. At least you got to watch the full game. Shut up. Like, this is not how. My game was over at halftime. I mean, we were in a group chat with Justin Pottinger, Kansas fan. His game was over in the, at the under 12 of the first half. You got to watch a full first game. And you got five minutes of bonus ball, too. Did Syracuse win or lose? I didn't pay. They won. They, they played so New Hampshire. You patronizing me does <laughs> not help. It fucking hurts. When I get the text, at least you got your money's worth. I didn't want my money's worth. I wanted Steven Izzo on the fucking court with 14 and a half minutes left and a 30-point lead, and I can turn that shit off and watch something else. I wanted to watch USC. I got to deal with you texting up a storm about Isaiah Collier. I can't even put the fucking game on. Do you understand this? (laughs) Fuck it. It makes me fucking I got to watch this football team. My coach gets fired in week two for jacking off on a cell phone with a sexual assault advocate. You cannot make it up. They're three and six by the grace of God. They beat Nebraska at home. Now, check the spread. I get to take a trip to Columbus this weekend for a team that's a 32 and a half point dog. Oh, boy. Great. Can fun. Urban coach basketball too? I, Can I, Urban I hope, coach basketball? Listen, my dad and I are taking a wonderful trip to Columbus. We both wanted to see the shoe. He's a Michigan fan, alum. I'm a Michigan State guy. We're going to enjoy ourselves, but I got to go watch a fucking murder. It paid through the nose to do it, but at least I get to experience the shoe, right? My one joy, my one joy in sports was going to be Michigan State basketball. And one game in, the life and energy in me is sucked out because, once again, I have to be angry at Tom Izzo. The turnovers? Another fucking year of this? What is his problem, Tyler? You can't coach turnovers out of a team? Then here's an idea, Tom. You don't need to get on the podium after the game with your whole, I don't have to play the upper class. The quote was, I don't know how three seniors and a junior play like that, but I don't care. I'll play the freshman. Hey, Fucking newsflash. You get a freshman class like the one you got, every coach in America's playing them. Game one. Nobody else is giving AJ fucking Hogard minutes. <laughs> Time to go work for Jackson Insurance, buddy. Enough. I'm sick. I'm, dude, it makes me fucking sick. I'm mad that you asked me about it because I didn't want to do this. I have a lot of stuff I'm happy about in college football I'm excited about, and I had to talk about that fucking shit. That garbage? Listen, it's November. November means absolutely nothing in college basketball. And we were just looking through the schedule. You get Purdue as your last Big Ten game of the year. Great. There's a chance to win the win a conference there at the end of the year. But you know what? It just it makes the margin for error to get a one seed a lot thinner than it okay, needed to be. Okay, but does it matter if you're a one or a two seed at the end of the day? Not really. Maybe not, but it might make the margin for error to get a two a lot thinner. There have been years where I've seen Michigan State go out, win 30 games, and be a three seed. You gotta just, you can't lose these bullshit games. You and know, maybe, when was the last time you guys were a two seed? Was it, uh, was it 20, 2018? I think there were three. No, they were two. 
or no, I'm thinking 20, 26, uh, yeah, 2016. 2016, weren't, weren't you guys a two seed? No, uh, 2016, we were like an 11. That was when they, they ran to the final four as an 11 seed. What am, what, Travis yeah. Trice, God bless. No, tw- Maybe not the 20, final four. 2016, it was the 215 upset. Or was it, oh, you're talking, yeah. Middle uh, Tennessee. Oh, I'm thinking the following year. Tyler, my brain is scrambled egg <laughs> after what I had to watch last night. My brain is. Maybe scrambled. you don't want a high seed. Maybe you want to. Maybe you want to play with a little fire here at the end of the year, and then and then get your go from the play into the yeah. final four. Yeah, it worked so well two years ago when we were in the play and blew a seven point lead against UCLA. Yeah, that worked real fucking good. <laughs> and then where did UCLA go? Final the four. final fucking four. Mm-hmm. So you know what, man. All right, I've, I've set you off enough for that. All right, it's just it, it, the last thing I'll say: if he can't get this team to a Final Four, see yourself out, Tom. Enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, the old guard is gone. Like it's him, and then Patino and Leonard Hamilton is like the last of the old guard. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting a name or two, but I think that's, that's it. about it. Um, Larinaga, Larinaga, I'll throw in there, but he's coming off a Final Four run. So do you count Cal? No. But he might be gone too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all these guys. It's a. It's getting younger. The game. Yeah, no and doubt. that's if this team can't get to a final four, you can't figure out how to get squeeze life out of the best freshman class you ever you ever had. See yourself out. Yeah, that's enough. All right, let's get into the football stuff here, and a lot of things uh, moving as we get our playoff rankings later on tonight. Um, but you, you have a little bit of a Heisman question that you, you've got for me here. Yeah. Um, are we comfortable saying that the Heisman is officially a two-horse race? It went very deep into the year. It's rare that we get as deep as we got this year with, like, six legitimate candidates. But Bo Nix against Cal, six total touchdowns, 400 passing yards. Michael Penix... Didn't light up the stat sheet against Washington. A lot of Dylan Johnson handoffs. Dylan Johnson was electric in that mm-hmm. USC game. But Michael Penix Still obviously. Still had some good throws, though, yeah. Quarterback of the undefeated team in the Pac-12. He's the favorite. I think plus 150. I think Bonix is 2-1. to one. And next closest, I believe, is J.J. McCarthy at 8-1. to one. Yeah. Tra- Jordan Travis also 8-1 to one as well. When you start to see the separation of the the two from the pack. Mm-hmm. Are we comfy saying as long as Washington and Oregon both make the Pac-12 title, the winner of that game wins the Heisman? Yes, I, I think that's the way it's going to go. I, I do. You look at, I mean, Bo Nix's numbers are crazy this year. Michael Penix has very good numbers and just has the head-to-head win right now over Bo Nix. Like, there are some really, and this is as actually has been, like you brought up, the race has gone on for as long as really we can remember yeah. um, in recent memory, basically since like the Devontae Smith year. I mean, it's um, been six candidates yeah, this into is a, week, what is it, week 11 now? Yeah, we're going into week 11. I mean, th- this is a very deep class of legitimate candidates too. Like, I mean, we don't even talk about Ollie Gordon. And yeah. and he's been fantastic this year. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is another position player. But when you look at the quarterback class, like the fact that the preseason favorite really hasn't even sniffed the the top of the the pedestal here in weeks. Um, the other guy who may go number two in the draft isn't even close to the top either. Um, and then you've got a bunch of other guys who have just kind of been around a long time. 
played a lot of football. They're not really in contention. So, but you've got Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, two very experienced guys, and are playing some of their best football of their entire yeah. careers and some of the best football in the country right now. It is a two horse race. And it feels like if you, like JJ McCarthy, Jordan Travis at eight to one, they're kind of just there as injury insurance. If one of these guys gets hurt or both of them, God forbid, get hurt, then somebody else probably wins the Heisman. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep these up. It just, if everything continues to trend the way that it's trending, and I think, like, you look at Oregon, 15.5-point favorite hosting USC this weekend. Mm-hmm. Then they place nobody, I think, and then they play Oregon State, and then it's the Pac-12 title. Things are going to keep tracking the way that they're tracking. Oregon State looked awful against Colorado. USC, are they going to have any fight? Yeah, because the one little glimmer of hope is that you know, if USC had gone out and won that game against Washington, they would be in first place in the Pac-12. Yeah. And that was the one little sliver of hope that, oh, USC, for a season, even though they probably weren't going to get in the playoff, probably weren't going to do make much noise the rest of the way, but you could t- still be a Pac-12 champion in the best conference in all of college football. Not to give away the game either, but... That USC defense is so bad, mm-hmm. and that Oregon offense is humming. I mean, mm-hmm. 62 on Cal. Cal is not some sleepy Pac-12 team. I know the record doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. They've been frisky. They've yeah. played good defense this year. And you drop 62, 62-19 to 19 final. Yeah. I, dude, I think, US, I think Oregon's going to bomb USC. Now, That's going to get ugly, I think. Here's the one thing. USC finally pulled the plug. They finally pulled the plug on Alex Grinch. Well, took it only took what was it, two hundred fifty-six points in the last six games. Yep, that's what it took to to finally give this guy the axe. So they finally get rid of Alex Grinch. They, who knows what the USC defense personnel-wise is going to look like, but you've got a new voice in there. Sometimes you get the little pep in your step. Yeah, but, but what are they going to do? Learn to tackle in a week? They're suddenly going to go up to Autzen Stadium and be like an elite unit the, against the best uh, offense in college football? A, just a little contrarian, a little little side of the the taste of the other side here. That that's the only thing. That's but fair. like, um, yeah, no, I I would expect like fifteen and a half. You and I were talking about it last week. I think our, the look ahead line was twelve and a half. Yeah, and then since then it's gained a field goal. Yeah, based off of the the two teams' performances from last week. So, um. Yeah, I, I do think that this this game is going to be a bloodbath. I really do. And full disclosure, I'm holding a Bonix mm-hmm. uh, 35 to one Heisman ticket. Mm-hmm. If you listened four weeks ago and you tailed me on that, congratulations! You we gained are, a lot of value. We are in the hunt mm-hmm. for some serious dough. So yes. this has been this has been a very fun development for me as a duck adoptee. By the way, I still haven't paid off your sweatshirt bet. I'm a piece of shit. Oh uh, well. In fairness, I haven't asked you yet. I know. I, I still have I've to been, peruse. I've been thinking about that. Yeah, so I, when, when you find one, send it to me. Will do. And uh, we get paid on the 15th and the 30th. I'll schedule <laughs> it around there. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Let's get into the college football playoff rankings for this upcoming week. They have not been unveiled yet. but So we saw last week, your one through six, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Oregon. You kind of understand all of it. You understood pretty much the one through six. The one kind of uh, talking point, I think, from last week was, hey, Ohio State's at one and not Georgia. 
and you just look at the collection of wins that Ohio State had, it was far surpassing what Georgia did so far to the, in the season. But now Georgia's a team coming off a win against a ranked team in the college football playoff, a top 12 win against Mizzou last week. And it was a close game. It was a fun, entertaining game, good game. Um, I think we saw both of those teams are very good. I just worry that the brand name of Mizzou, when you look at the cachet of the wins on each side, Georgia and Ohio State, the brand name of Mizzou doesn't even hold a candle to what you see on the other side with Notre Dame and Penn State. I am 100% with you on that. And I think that's why we may still see Ohio State be number one, even though they went out and took care of business against Rutgers in a 35-16 win. That game was a little bit closer than I think most would have liked it to be, but Ohio State still goes out, wins, covers, and I think that you still have to leave Ohio State number one, even though Mizzou's or even though Georgia's done more of the "What have you done for me lately?" I think that's that, that's still the way I would trend. We'll see Ohio State at number one tonight. Yeah. So you want to go through the will happen and will happen then what and- our own would be if we were doing it today? Sure. Because I'm with you 100% on what will happen, at least at number one. Look, I know Georgia blasted Missouri. I know there was a lot of talk, I think, on the post-game show I was watching. Well, there's no reason Georgia won't be number one in the country after this. A convincing blowout win over Missouri, a top-ranked team. Well, Ohio State looked bad against Rutgers. And I'm like, whatever. Sleepy spot against Rutgers. Ohio State made it look crooked, even though it wasn't. There were moments where they, honest to God, could have lost that game, but they didn't. They survived, and they made it look crooked at the end. Nothing has changed resume-wise between beating Notre Dame and beating Penn State. And Ohio State's going to decide whether they get to hang on to number one or not when they play Michigan in a couple weeks. Just the way it is. Mm -hmm. I'd leave Ohio State at one. And at two, I would have Georgia. Mm -hmm. Same one-two I had a week ago. Yeah. At three, same one-two-three I had a week ago, I'd have Michigan. And then at four, I finally have a change. Florida State just cannot look the way that they did this weekend. You cannot. I've said it all year. They started to look a little more like a juggernaut. But I've said they can't keep looking sleepy. They can't keep just kind of walking through these games and surviving. I need you to start bombing someone. And they looked awful. Over the weekend, I'm going to go Washington four. They yeah. were more impressive. They got the better win. Got the better win and have the best win in the country, too. Yeah. I mean, I know it came down to kicker air at the end, but you still got the result. You still had a double-digit lead in that game. I got to go with Washington. As I'm with you. I have Washington as my number four team. You can say what you want about USC. That's still a very good offense that you have to win a track meet against on the yep. other side. And I... I For that reason, Washington is my number four. Their defense made plays, too. And listen, their defense is not very good, Washington. it's it's Dealing with some injuries, but yeah. It's not very good. You've got three safeties banged up. You're missing pieces. You weren't great to begin with. I mean, when they were healthy, they were ranked in the 60s in total defense. They're just not that great. But they came up, made plays. You get the strip sack on Caleb. You force some turnovers. You made the stops when you needed to. And you won a game. On the road, tough mm-hmm. environment against a track meet offense. Washington played one of the more impressive performances over the weekend. I'll go Florida State 5 mm-hmm. and then Oregon 6 as the what will happen tonight. I Yes, I, I have that as well. I have Florida State 5, I have Wa- or, uh, Oregon 6, 
And I'm wondering what it's going to take for Oregon to leapfrog Florida State because, like, it, my eye test of what I'm seeing right now, Oregon is ahead of, of Florida State. I know where you've got Oregon. My you've got Oregon. Is... Your, your eye test, I mean, your eye test may need to, to go to see an optometrist. I but, might need LASIK. <laughs> but, like, Oregon, it really sucks, man, that this isn't 12 teams this year. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, even give me, like, a little, a little taste of eight. And I'd take it. Here's one thing I want to ask you, too. Where do we sit on Alabama right now? Oh, you want me to get to my rankings? <laughs> because I'll tell you where we sit on Alabama right now. They're in, the, they're in your picture? Yes. I think so, too. Like, listen, it hasn't always been pretty this year, but they've got the results, man. And their only loss this season is against Texas, albeit at home, but at te- against Texas, a, a good Texas team. I, I know they were on the ropes this week, but like, that's a team that I, I, I don't know what it is about Alabama. They just keep skating by. And look, Texas being on the ropes, that's a they lost their quarterback. They're starting freshman Malik mm-hmm. Murphy. You and I both bet Kansas State in the game. We got a little luck out of Thrill Howard, yeah. but and in fair, like Texas was well, like seemed like they put that game to bed early. Yeah, and then it was just a nice little Kansas State comeback at the end. There were a, there was a point this year after the Alabama win when Texas was really cooking with Quinn Ewers healthy. You could have convinced me, and in fact, I think I may have said it on this podcast. Texas was the number one team in the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a point this season where they were flat out the best team in America. They were getting first place votes too. So it's not like Bama lost to some nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go six to one for what our rankings are? Yeah, we could do that. At six, I'm going to have Florida State. And I'm really, like, this is a team, you know, I have a national title future on. I'm mm-hmm. just, I, I kind of mentioned it in the what will happen segment here. I, I, I am really growing worried about Florida State. I cannot keep watching them look like this. I don't know what it is. That first quarter was an atrocity. Mm-hmm. All the punts against Pitt. Getting turned over on downs, too. You're letting Pat Narduzzi clown you. Dude, I, Nardog, great time as a Michigan State defensive coordinator. He stinks at Pitt. He's done nothing that I care about. And this team, Mike Norvell, high-flying offense, Jordan Travis, all this stuff, you're letting Pat Narduzzi clown you? Like, this team's got to get serious. For me, six right now. My number six team, uh, I'm going with with um, with Florida State as well. Like, they, they are they're playing with fire in a – Conference, you can't play with fire. Like we saw how it bit UNC in the in the ass. Like when UNC loses a game, yeah. it's gone. It's, it's done. You bingo. can't you can't come back from it. There's no coming back from it. And guess what? If you play Louisville in the the ACC championship, I don't know if that's been all clinched away yet. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing there's still a little margin for error there. Yeah. But if you play Louisville in the ACC championship, you're not going to be able to get away with some of this stuff anymore. No, man, and. Honestly, if they lose to Louisville in the ACC championship, you're not going to the playoff. Like, the margin for error is none. Because you will have the worst one-loss resume of any yes. team. Like, you're going to be, like, assuming a lot of these teams still stay at one loss. You you maybe even have a worse resume than some of the two-loss teams. Like, are you taking a two-loss Penn State or a one-loss ACC runner-up Florida State? Like, it's a toss-up. <laughs> Two lost Penn State or run. I don't think we'll get to that point, but 
I mean, it's not determining a playoff spot, but resume-wise, if you're just going head-to-head there, like... I'd probably still take Florida State because okay. Penn State didn't play anyone other than the two teams they would have lost to. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. They that, did bomb Maryland. Sure, just, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, did they bomb Maryland. <laughs> Sorry to all the Terps betters. Yeah. Um, I just... Florida State... I don't know if they can win a national championship. If they keep playing like this, can you make the argument that they're just kind of, they know they can win all these games, they don't have to put a ton of stuff on film, we're just going to sleepwalk through these. Here's and again, what it, you're playing with fire doing it, because if you fuck around and find out, you're out of the playoff. Mm-hmm. I I think there's certain teams in the, the playoff conversation that they could beat if they were to meet in the national championship. Like, I think Florida State could beat Washington, but I don't know if they could beat Michigan. Who would they have a better chance against, Michigan or Ohio State? They'd have a better chance against Ohio State, probably. I think they might have a better chance against Michigan. You think so? I think it's more of a coin toss to me. I think, well, I think it's who can play in a shootout, and I think that Florida State probably outlasts in a shootout against uh, Ohio State more so than Michigan. I don't know if Florida State scores against Ohio State. Ohio State's defense, I know Michigan's got the really impressive numbers, the lack of touchdown mm-hmm. drives allowed. They've played fucking no one. Ohio State's played two legitimate teams and put I guess a we also don't really know, like, we don't know what Michigan is. Yeah, it's which just... Which is the, the great unknown of it all. I have no idea. We're going to... Which, Finally, way, we're going to fucking find out. Ward Manuel is... Excusing himself from the playoff rankings tonight. Just this week. He Just said, this week, yeah, yeah. said there's things to take care of at home with the mm-hmm. in- uh, investigation. <coughs> Gotta suspend Jim Harbaugh. Um, sounds like it's happening this week, too. Yeah, sounds like it's happening tomorrow. Yeah. So, that I mean, the reporting's all out there. They're going to discipline Jim Harbaugh. I feel like it's going to be... An indefinite suspension. Ward Manuel can't be in the room. But they are the great unknown, Michigan, because they've played less than nobody. They've done nothing meaningful. Great, you're winning blowouts. You're beating up on Division Three high school teams. It's like I, I, can't, I can't pimp you as some, oh, Florida State can't beat you. I have no idea. You're a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Penn State this weekend. Go show me. And then I'll start to talk you up a little more. Mm-hmm. Like, as we go through the my rankings, mm-hmm. five Alabama. Okay, listen, I get it. I would probably put Bama at seven for me right now, but they just keep doing it. They just keep doing it and again. Like they knocked out Jaden Daniels, they probably still win the game regardless. Um, but they just keep finding ways to win football games, and you have to give credit where credits due at this point. When you keep walking this tightrope, like I, it, it, their tightrope's different than the tightrope Florida State's on. Yep. Florida State, it's you drop one and you're done. And I guess to a degree, Alabama, if they lose one more game the rest they're of the out. way, they're done. But, but I, where is the loss? SEC, SEC title? SEC title game is the only spot. They go beat Georgia? I mean, this is the point I'm at with Bama. You know, we've talked about it. I don't buy that they're vintage Bama. I don't buy that they're legitimate. Mm-hmm. Then I sat down and I really watched the LSU game on Saturday night. And... It just feels like they're starting to round into form a little bit. I know they don't have elite guys. Like, there's no Brian Branch on this secondary. This is one of Saban's better coaching jobs. Yeah. Malachi Moore, pretty good. Like, they've got 
really good players everywhere. Mm-hmm. They don't have an elite guy anywhere. It feels like a roster of four stars. Yeah, everybody on the team is really good. Mm-hmm. The wide receivers are really good. You don't have Devontae Smith. You don't have Julio Jones. You don't have whoever. But you have really good players. Jalen Milrow is a really good player. He's not Hurts. He's not Tua. No, but he's But he really knows how good. to win football games. And I know we've bashed him a lot this season, but watch out. Because if there's one dude that I'm looking at is like a late, long shot in the Heisman, yeah, f- fuck me, man. If Alabama runs this table and Jalen Milrow's going to keep getting two, three, four rushing touchdowns a game, watch out. He's going to win it as a running back. Like, I just keep looking at Bama, and I keep watching Bama more, and I... The defense has been outstanding, especially the since the Texas game in football, in college football, that you held to twenty-eight points last week. Yep, and I get they didn't have their quarterback for what the final quarter. Yeah, pretty much. But but it's, it's still- because the one elite guy on your roster, mm-hmm. Dallas Turner, committed a murder. Yeah, felony murder. Probably should have been kicked out of the game. <laughs> but D- Dallas Turner got in the backfield and killed Jaden Daniels. And I just watched this Bama team. And I don't think they're vintage, but I don't think there's a great team in college football this year. So I can see a world where Bama goes and runs the table and they're right back in the playoff. I don't want it to happen necessarily, but, but I can the world see exists. it. exists, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if they are a one-loss SEC champion, like I'm trying to think about... They're in. Well, yeah, they're in, but I'm trying to think of like, at that point you're talking about where are they slotted? And like, who, who are some... You think they'd be number one? Depends. Uh, what, what, what if Ohio State's an undefeated, or if Michigan's? An, I guess Michigan's a little dicier of a question there. But um, if, if Washington's a, a undefeated Pac-12 champion with two wins against Oregon, I don't if, think Washington. Will, I'm operating like. But even if Oregon's a a one-loss Pac-12 champion and keeps playing the way yeah, that they're playing, I guess I, I I jumped the shark a little bit. I, the real question is. If Bama upsets Georgia in the national t- in the SEC title, what is you- that point spread? Like, I'm trying to think through right now. Let's let's operate under both of these teams continue to sort of play the way that they're playing leading into that game. What is the point spread? Georgia minus five or six. I would I uh, like the first instinct was seven and a half. Seven. Okay, so you're going to go over the the key number there. Yeah, my first instinct thought was seven and a half. I would be on Bama in that game. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. And probably so with the rest of the planet. <laughs> and we'd all get fucking murdered. But that's instinct. No, I on a neutral field. Three? Is it a three? You think it's three? Maybe. I don't know. We gotta see what Bama looks like. And you gotta set where's the market gonna be. We know how public Bama is. They were public against LSU. Everybody was on them. And they Blasted LSU. Mm-hmm. The public won. Yeah. Like, you just have to factor some of that in. But Bama for me is five. And I think if they win out and they upset Oregon or Georgia, do both Georgia and Bama get in no matter what? Is there a world Georgia gets left out? They've got too good a resume now. They beat a ranked Kentucky when they played them. Mm-hmm. They beat a ranked Mizzou when they played them. They're going to play Tennessee this weekend. If they're one loss, they play Ole Miss, Ole Miss this, and yeah. then Tennessee, Tennessee yeah. I mean, they're running a gauntlet. Yeah. If they get to the SEC title and they lose to Bama, that's their one loss of the year. Both teams get in, right? 
And then what the fuck do you do? Because you're going to have the Big Ten champion, the Pac-12 champion. You're telling Florida State, undefeated Florida State, hit the bricks, pal. You can't do that. You can't an undefeated conference champion in a power conference. So who gets left out? If you've probably got, Georgia. That's insane to think about. Let's imagine Oregon, one loss Oregon wins the Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. You've got Georgia losing to Bama in the SEC title. Florida State's undefeated. For the sake of argument, we'll say Michigan's undefeated. No, let, let's call it Ohio State so it keeps the controversy out. Okay. Ohio State's undefeated. So we've got undefeated Ohio State, undefeated Florida State, SEC one-loss champ Bama, SEC one-loss champ Oregon. Pac-12. Or Pac-12 one-loss champ Oregon, and SEC one-loss runner-up Georgia, but they have ranked wins over Kentucky, Mizzou, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. And their only loss is Bama. Who's getting left out? Oregon will have wins over USC, Washington, Utah, Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State will have wins over Michigan, and, and, Penn State, and Notre Oregon's Dame. A, a conference champ, too. Correct. Mm-hmm. Florida State hit the bricks. I'm you, Your only win anybody will care about is LSU. Hit the bricks. I cannot see that happening. An undefeated... Dude, I... <laughs> If it ends, you're not holding Oregon out for Florida State just because they're undefeated in a shit conference. You're, I, I guess it doesn't matter anymore because you're moving to a 12-teamer and you won't run into these problems anymore. People will riot. But th- that, that is a, and you're not setting a precedent because this format's done. Right. But for the sake of what we're talking about here, that is a terrible precedent to set. I'm telling you now... I, you were in the two-loss team make the playoffs this year. I'm now in the matrix of there's a chance an undefeated conference champion doesn't make the playoffs. I, I can't see that happening. An all undefeated thanks, power conference champion. All thanks to Nick Saban in Alabama. There's a chance <laughs> that an undefeated conference champion does not make the playoffs. Yeah. They're not telling Georgia to sit out with all those wins. You're not keeping Oregon out if they win the Pac-12, beat Washington and the wins that they have. You won't keep Washington out if they go undefeated and win the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. You're not keeping the Big Ten champ out because likely it'll be an undefeated. Right. If it's not, then if it's, it's not, easy. then it's easy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's... I mean, because the Big Ten is worse the, than the I ACC. I want the it drama now. Easy. Like, it, this would be fun to see how the playoff committee... Yeah, Alabama beating Georgia and everyone else doing exactly what we expect them to do, Oregon, Washington, the winner, whatever, that creates thrilling drama for the committee with Florida State at 12-0, and 13-0. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I have no idea what you do. Anyway, that brings me to number four, Michigan. You've got Michigan at four. Okay, my, my number four team, that's where I, I find – well, okay, I, I didn't give my number five. My number five team, I have Oregon. My number four, I have Washington solely based off of the head-to-head. Okay. Number three, I have Washington. Okay. This is just me at this point. Forget about where I think they should be ranked. Mm-hmm. This is At this point, I'm just ranking my teams. These, yeah, yeah. This is how I would rank them if I were voting. Right. Which mm-hmm. I may be an asshole. <laughs> so at three, I have Washington. Okay, at three, that's where I have Michigan. Okay. I'm just, I'm moving Michigan down a peg because I, I was not convinced by them against Purdue. Mm-hmm. You and I were texting during the game. Yeah. 
The second half offense looked as unsteady as it has all season. <clears throat> Connor, where are you? Mm-hmm. Connor. That I haven't seen them look that out of sync coming out of a locker room all year. And after they went up the tw- uh, like 21 early, a lot of weird turnovers, funky stuff was happening. They really stalled out against a Purdue team that's not good. And I don't think they were just stopping. J.J. McCarthy did not play well. And Purdue ended drives. Like, Corum was running. It yeah. just, Purdue ended drives. I think Michigan needed to look better than they did. They haven't played anybody. I don't have to respect them. Cry about it. Yeah. Uh, three, I have Washington. At two, I have Georgia. Two, you have Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Two, two is where I have uh, Georgia as well, yeah. And at one, I have Oregon. I think Washington woke the beast. Uh, losing that game on kicker error, they have been out for blood. And they are playing like a team that is the best in the country. I'm in love w- with what they do at the line of scrimmage on both sides. Really physical up front on the offensive line. Really physical up front on the defensive line. They have really talented skill players, especially Bucky Irving, the running back. Defensively, they're incredible. That secondary is so fast. They can play on islands. They'll get up and bang. All of it. Like, they do everything you want to see from a football team. And then Bo Nix, for my money, has been the best quarterback in America this Mm -hmm. year. My number one, I still have Ohio State. You've got the collection of two best wins. And I, I just think... Notice I have Ohio State outside my top six. I did. I'm choosing to evaluate the Rutgers game for what happened on the field and not what the final score looks like. They looked like shit at Rutgers. We've seen a couple teams do that, though. Like, Rutgers is not as bad as they've been in the past. The results may not be there, but they're still like that team that can kind of give you a little fits. They even gave Michigan a little bit of trouble in early in that game, too, when they were playing earlier this season. But I... I still think that the defense is so good and you've got the weapons on that team around Kyle McCord where, like, what's the difference between Ohio State and Alabama? Like, you've got to, right now, I trust Kyle McCord to make a big-time throw more than I trust Jalen Milrow. Basically, I trust Kyle McCord to lead a game-winning drive more than I trust Jalen Milrow. From what I've seen so far this season, that's where I sit. And I think... I don't think that's unfair to think that either. Kyle McCord, have you looked at his numbers? They're actually not bad. They're qu- yeah. pretty good. He, what is he average, like 270-something yards a game? Yeah, he's over to, I think he's at 2,700 yards, mm-hmm. uh, 17 touchdowns, four picks or something like that. 2,300 yards, 17 and four, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we watch him play and we're like, this guy blows. But then you go look at the numbers and granted a lot of it is yak for Marvin Harrison, but mm-hmm. you go, oh man, he's actually played kind of good good enough yeah he's basically uh jj mccarthy who's like the heisman favorite two weeks ago people talk about kyle mccord like he should be killed and then you look at jj mccarthy he's got the same stats he's the heisman favorite yeah so i i I don't hate you for saying that you trust mccord more than milrow i think yeah he he's a guy who because at the beginning of the year it looked bad it looked really bad yeah for ohio state and and like that Indiana game out the shoot, like that was an awful performance. An yeah, awful quarterback performance. You think about the first half in Maryland off the bye. You think about at Wisconsin, you're tied ten ten against a terrible Wisconsin. Right. You look at the Rutgers game last week. I wasn't impressed. They look like garbage. But then I just keep looking at this team, and yeah, they're not in my top six today. Nor do I think they should be. 
They're going to be number one tonight, which I think is bullshit. They're not the number one team in America. And if you've watched the games, you know that. But two weeks from now, are we going to get to the Michigan game and this Jim Knowles defense is going to do what it's done in two games so far this year again and choke the life out of an opponent and give you a chance to win a game late? Like, let's call... All right, I'm telling you, the score is 20-17 to for the game at the end of the year. I'm telling you. The score is 20-17. to Ohio State won that game. Yeah. I'm if with it's you. 2017, Ohio State won. I'm with you, 100%. If Michigan wants to win, they've got to hang 30, mm-hmm. at least. I was going to say maybe 35, but yeah. So if it's 2017 final, or if it's, what was the, fi- was, what was the final of the Notre Dame-Ohio State 14. game? That's what I thought. Yeah. If, it's like, if it's a game played, if that game goes under, Ohio State wins, which is like not a crazy thing to say because Ohio State on the look ahead right now is something like a six-point dog. You would expect a game that goes under, Ohio State's going to have a good yeah. chance. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's the way they play. Like the Penn State game. You they, just muck it up. You don't have to play well on offense. Just punch mm-hmm. them in the face over and over and over and over again. Now, Michigan can really physical with you, so I don't know that you can. But I also, here we are in week 11. And I still have no fucking clue what Michigan is. Yeah. Like, can we finally... I don't want to get into the what should, what could, what will mm-hmm. with Jim Harbaugh and the penalties that could at possibly this point, come yeah, down. Just let it play out however it plays out. The more that we discuss it, at this point, we're litigating, like, Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's in it. Nothing's going to happen. It doesn't matter what we say. We have no control. It's pointless. My question is... Is Jim Harbaugh going to be on the sideline Saturday when Michigan Penn State kicks off? Yes or no? My gut would tell me no. Same. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because he's no longer with the program or if he's because he's suspended indefinitely. I imagine the latter, but I don't think he's coaching Michigan this weekend. And if he's not coaching Michigan this weekend, I don't know how impactful it is. You still have Minter and Sharon Moore, the coordinators. But if he's not on that sideline and you're at Happy Valley at noon, so here's the interesting thing, all right? It, not not for this week against Penn State, but the Big Ten sportsmanship um, policy, policy. Yeah. says a suspension for violating the Big Ten sportsmanship policy shall not exceed two games unless there's, like, the NCAA gets involved and or the, the commissioner can... But based on violating... The sportsmanship policy, they may say this is beyond the sportsmanship policy and then hand down something deeper than that. But two games brings, let's say it's two games, that would bring Harbaugh back for Ohio State. And a charged-up Jim Harbaugh for that one game kind of scares the shit out of me. I don't think it's going to be only two games. They'll find some loophole or some, the commissioner says X or the... University presidents say this, or the NCAA is investigating currently. Like, Michigan could probably come out and go under the sportsmanship policy. We're suspending you indefinitely pending the results of an NCAA investigation. And then you just get to wash your hands of the whole thing. Because it's like, once this is over, we'll figure it out. But until then, don't even bother picking up the phone. We don't want to hear from you. Go someplace else. If you can kind of do what they did at the beginning of the year and sort of self-impose your suspension just so it goes away this year. You're still probably facing penalty down the road, but do you take the two games and then just move on? Like self-impose a two-game to make this problem go away for the rest of the year and you just 
face the beast down the road. Well, they're doing the big dick thing, right? Of threatening, we're going to sue you if yeah. you su- give us the suspension. I think it's empty. Personally, I think the threat's empty. The writing from Sam Webb last weekend that Ohio State, there was proof that Ohio State had led well, to the, the investigation. Problem- Turns out that's not true. Ohio State's not connected to it at all. The so- lawsuit's just... It's so tough because it's it all comes down to did Harbaugh know or not know, and obviously, really the only way to prove that is is Harbaugh testifying. It also doesn't matter because the NCAA bylaws explicitly say it doesn't matter. It's your job to but know. But from a lawsuit's standpoint, yeah, true. But mm-hmm. and it depends what the Big Ten bylaws say versus what the NCAA bylaws say. But if they're going to sue on the grounds that Harbaugh didn't know, best of luck. Because all the bylaws say it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You have to know. Yeah. It's your job to know. By the way, Bo Schembechler wrote a book about how it's your job to know. So go pump that narrative. Let's see how it works out for you. I just, Tyler, am I crazy? I think it's an empty threat. I think Michigan wants to Big Ten the conference into, or Big Dick the conference into doing nothing. Slap them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if the Big Ten ultimately comes up and goes, we are going to initiate an indefinite suspension Harbaugh's not fighting it he they know they have no ground to stand on their arrogance is clouding it a little bit and they're trying to just stop it from happening but if it really happens I think the simplest case is Harbaugh accepts the suspension I think also like this is a how many teams are in the Big Ten now 15 is it 15 or 14 now 14 right now right now so it's 14 now like you're fighting 13 verse 1 yeah. And All 13 teams are fighting against your ass right now. And it's not just those 13. How about the four that are coming in? Yeah. Well, I don't think they care a whole heck of a lot. They now, might but- if it extends into next year. Mm-hmm. USC opens their conference schedule in Ann Arbor. They might care a little bit. Like, I don't think that they have a lot of weight to swing around in the room right now. But everybody's impacted by this. And I don't think anybody's super happy with Michigan. I don't think anybody's coming to their defense here, except, like, even Feinbaum we know. Feinbaum hates Harbaugh, but he was defending Harbaugh. Stopped defending Harbaugh. He had first take. Stopped defending Harbaugh. Like, everybody at every step. pulled back, yeah. Who has defended him is now like, whoa, he really, this is beyond the pale. The smoking gun of all of it is Connor Stallions on the sideline for Central Michigan in East Lansing for the opener against Michigan State. That's it. After that came out, it was over. Good night. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be on your side anymore. So I don't think he's on the sideline this weekend. I don't think Michigan's going to sue and get a stay of the suspension. I think it just is what it is. And if I'm Michigan, honestly, if I'm Santa Ono, I am launching Jim Harbaugh off of a fucking bridge to save the season. If that, like, if this is really what the NCAA wants, we just want Jim Harbaugh's head. Here, I'll cut it off and give it to you on a plate, and we're going to play for a national title. Right? But if it ends up being a, a suspension, like, you could still have Harbaugh back maybe for the Ohio State ah. game. And, and ultimately, like, this Penn State game, I, I think Michigan goes out and wins. Even with or without Harbaugh on the sideline, ultimately this this season comes down to one game and one game only. Yeah, it just... I wonder how impactful Harbaugh even is. If you just get rid of Harbaugh, you still get the coordinators, you still have all the players, you still have all the talent, you still win the games. 
Like, I don't know that... Is he the difference? What's the spread on the Ohio State game? I know it's four and a half for Penn State. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say you saw a look-ahead six? Yeah, look, the four and a half point spread at Penn State right now. Gets announced Harbaugh's not on the sideline. What's the number? Probably three and a half. I would think four and a half. You think it doesn't move at all? Yeah, I think it's baked in. I think people are expecting him to not be there. I think if he's there, could you get it back out to five? Yeah, probably. But if he, if he's not there, I don't think you get to four. I don't think you get to three and a half. I don't think you get to three. I think it stays right where it is. I don't think that he's as valuable as everybody thinks he is. I think he's a weirdo that's on the sideline, that gets hyped up, that hypes people up, that hires pieces of shit, and I think the coordinators ultimately were the main beneficiaries. I don't worry about Michigan without Jim Harbaugh. They're good enough to win it without him. If it were me, I'd fire him. Goodbye. Go away. And we're just going to act like none of this ever happened. I think it's more likely you see him get extended than fired. It is. And that's because they're arrogant and ultimately are going to act against their own benefit. Perhaps. All right. Anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? Mm, I think that's it. Did we miss anything? Any big games that we... I mean, the... Has there been a better pairing of games in the night slate than what we got with Alabama, LSU, and USC, Washington? I Well, it's because you don't usually have the network power to do it. You had had CBS and you had ABC. Now, you could also get that with NBC and, and ABC at some point, but we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of great NBC games this year aside from the Notre Dame Ohio State game. I don't remember what the dueling ABC game was that night. I don't even I feel like it was like an ACC game or nothing. something. So no, like I I mean that's as good as you can ask for there. To have those two games on side by side at the same time was electric. I was enjoying yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. Saturday was wonderful. Saturday delivered in every window. And every then, window. And then Tom Izzo pissed on my head. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they can figure that out by next Tuesday. All right. That's going to do it for us here on Chicago's College Tailgate. Don't forget, we are with you every single Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. on ESPN 1000. It's all brought to you by Twin Peaks. So we will talk to you and preview a great, by the way, week 11 slate of college football with you on Saturday morning.